AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Vass. And welcome to... Talk. MusiciansRadio.com I've got soul from my mother So I don't need your peace of mind I've got pride from my sisters So just stay back, you know I'm good 
Welcome to Bar Talk. Oh my God, who is that? It's your <laughs> friendly neighborhood teddy bear. It's a. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you Teddy Roosevelt now. I've seen you riding mo- mooses around around the place. Mooses, meese. Is it meese? Is that the proper plural? For, for, for it's got. It's got to be mooses. Surely, mooses, meeses. It's like um. It's like somebody I've seen, I can't remember what TV show it was, but it read, oh, that's right. It was Australia's Got Talent. And remember when Red Simons was judging for Australia's Got Talent? Somebody oh, did yeah. a somebody did an Elvis impersonation, but there was three of them. There was three of them doing the impersonation. He said, "What is this? There's three Elvi right now." And I was There's like, three "Oh Elvi. my god!" <laughs> and he hey, referred hey, to multiple so Elvises as Elvi. It, I it turns it. out that we're both idiots, and the plural <laughs> of moose is moose. <laughs> um, imagine if uh, imagine if moose were called mooses. They the the uh, plural would be moose eye. Two eyes. Oh, 
Disgusting. <laughs> and, and, and those folks out there say, oh, pff, Latin is a dead language. Double I is like a classic Latin grammatical thing. If you, are, if you don't believe me, fucking look, Pompeii has got two eyes. Half the Roman cities did too. So, you know what? Take your, take your one-eye non-vulgar <laughs> Latin bullshit and shove it where the sun don't shine. We, I mean, English is based in no small part on Latin as well. But it certainly is. Um, um, you know, it's not based on Latin, to the best of my knowledge. What? <laughs> the two songs that we just came off there are <laughs> Barely Passable, <laughs> Whether or Not, uh, and uh, Mia Ray, Work For Me. Uh, ready or not, here we come with some um, words to describe these, these songs. Uh, actually, barely passable. Some absolutely mm, delicious wiry synths and guitars going on in that one. Mm. I definitely did enjoy more that. than barely passable. I would say. <laughs> no, actually, this, the, the band's called Barley Passable. Have you noticed? Or is hey, it barely- true? Yeah, I thought it was. Is it barley? Yeah, yeah. Because it's the if the E and the L were swapped, and look, this may just be a typo that they've that they've just ridden the wave with after they realized it was actually spelt incorrectly. But yeah, it's barley is in like, you know, the stuff you make beer so out of Vass. That's you know, my fault it, then. To relate it to back to something that you you are comfortable and familiar with. <laughs> I um well that's my fault then. I when I copied it across from uh <laughs> notes to notes when I retyped it, I must have retyped it wrong. That is oh, uh, totally no. my bad there. Oh no, you did well, the I, old manual type rather than the old control C, control V or whatever I did. command command fucking wiggle sign or whatever you use on macbooks it's on on max it's uh, yeah it's command c instead this, of control c this 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 comment was brought to you by fuck off with your apple bullshit gang <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have an external um keyboard that i use that i bought it's a logitech one and oh, yeah. it's got um the windows and apple uh key signatures like on written onto each key because mm. i swapped between two separate partitions one for audio and one for i'm um, gonna be honest playing video games <laughs> And my video There's no games, shame in that, Vass. The, look, there's a little bit of shame. Just a tad, though. Just a smidge. <laughs> oh, wait, that's um, right. So, I get both. For those of you that remember a few episodes ago when we talked about this, he basically plays uh, the Call of Duty derivative of Fortnite, so there is a certain level of there's, shame that there, comes there, along with a, that. There's a decent amount of shame that comes <laughs> along with that one in particular, but- <laughs> The rest you, of them maybe not so much, but that one definitely. Do you use your uh, Do you use your computer for 4chan or Reddit? Because that's that's another level of shame to be added. No, I use my phone for Reddit. Oh, okay. And I don't think I've ever been on 4chan personally. <laughs> okay, so it's only it's only you know one level of shame. So he's he's doing well, folks. Give him a medal. Send him your send him your um, give him a medal. Your COVID friendly uh, social distancing hugs and kisses uh, because he he needs them in these tough times. But yes, uh, before I before I forget too much, um, uh-huh. talking about uh, whether or not the, one of the tunes we yes. just heard before, I was- um, I really quite enjoyed the the idea of the um, music video. Oh yes, that's the one where they're sitting down in the chairs, isn't it? Yeah, and they get handed a bunch of things while they're singing. It's very um, I don't know. It had a, a bit of a postmodern feel to Is it. That- uh, yeah, like it was almost like um, something that you could see as an installation. As a, yes, yeah, actually, like an interactive installation. There are, and this is a. You say that, but this whole idea of this postmodern videotaped pieces of art that you can use in a see in a museum has gone way back. You know, goes way back to the post-war period when the postmodern art form, movement first formed. Because I remember when we went to the the National Gallery, they've got a whole section in there. 
Mm. Like, and the National Gallery is huge, so don't don't think it's all that um, if you're more into your classics. But amongst the many exhibits there, they do have a section on videography as a exhibit. And it's, it's quite fascinating, and it can be effective what you can do with videography, as any good music video shows. But I did like the idea. There was one funny bit where he takes the glass of wine and, and pours it. And then mm. he goes for a sniff, and it's just the the face he pulls like it's very subtle. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell whether he, he sniffs it and goes, "Oh wow, this is crap wine." Like no wonder I only paid two dollars for it. Or he can't. I can't tell whether he goes, "Oh, this is actually better than I thought." Like I can't ah. tell whether it's one or the other. So he doesn't take a sip though, does he? I don't think so. So it's all on the smell. And like if you're going by smell and you're expecting a smell, you can, it can be you can be very judgy when you smell. And I know that from my alcohol reviews over the years that you can judge alcohol very much on the smell. Mm, just absolutely. that's just my two cents. But yeah, but barley passable song is indeed incredibly passable. I give it I give it top marks. Um, it's a good one. It was really enjoyable. Um, again, I liked all of the different um, props that they got handed. They were all interesting nothing that they got handed seemed particularly generic yeah again another example of uh, as you like as you say and you point out most of the time a really simple concept but just yeah executions all there ex- executed really well yeah yeah um, um yeah, and to, uh, to use to use the execution your metaphor it was a clean cut it was a clean cut yes um, yes speaking of very Thank well you. executed yes mia ray mm. um work for me her vocals, oof. Now, I, oof. we didn't bring this up before we Amazing recorded. Amazing stuff. But I was going to say the same thing. It is a it is a real vocal-heavy track, but to the point where it is that is the absolute focus. And it is a very minimalist track, all things considering. But yeah, right. and the, the voice gets so much more room to shine because of all the extra space um, yep. where there's not as much instrumentation. And what, you know, like, pick a voice to shine. That's the one. But and yeah, indeed, and I have to say, hats off to you, Mia. Fantastic vocal work on that. But uh, mm. like how at the end it did start to build up too, so you did get that nice crescendo with the instrumentation, and the, I think it was like a synth horn sound as well, which just worked yeah, yeah, really well. It wasn't, it, but it wasn't overstated. It wasn't bombastic to the sense it was over the top. It was very, very nicely interwoven as the song progressed. So yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, whoever's in charge of production there, I don't know if it was uh, Mia herself who does. All the stuff, or uh, if she's working with someone that does that um, backing for her, but whoever was in charge of that really knew when to pull it back yes. and when to let it shine. But uh, she really felt like her voice was the thing the whole way through that you were supposed to be most attached to, and yeah, she held it really held her own in that. I would normally have the info in front of me, but I was lazy and forgot, so I'm going to bring it up now, and I'll let you know. Um, Give me a sec. While you're doing that, I've, I want to mention the um, the use of color in the music video. Which music video? Uh, the Mia Ray music video. Mm. Mm. The use of color in that music video. Like, again, we we're talking about kind of simple ideas executed very well, um, as it's been a theme for uh, the lockdown era of music videos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like just added enough interest in there for, you know, what is something that musicians struggle with a lot, which is um, doing what we can with what we have and picking a music video idea and running with it. And she's managed to pull it off really well, I think. Yes. So, um, and thanks to, by the way, as an interjection, thanks to Bossy Music for sending us both those tracks. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant stuff coming out from their end. So, thank you, um, Claire and co. 
uh, I'm just looking here. So for Barley Passable, by the way, that's their um that I believe is their like they haven't yeah, it's one ooh, I I believe it's not doesn't say it's their debut, but it's uh they've only just been around for about a year. So I mean, right out of the gate with some awesome stuff. Uh, and Mia Ray, local girl, Melbourne Melbourne artist, and she says here, yeah, it doesn't say who it was um, produced by. Uh, so, I mean, kudos to whoever did. Mia, tell us who produced it because it was a good track. It was. Um, and I'm not sure if the Barley Passable tune was a debut or not, but they do, at least on Spotify, um, have another track here besides okay. whether or not that seems to have come out. Um, oh. Prior to whether or not, okay, it same just year says, though, so I'm not sure. It says just it's says also 2020. It's called all I have. Just says introducing. Maybe this was the first song they were like really proud of. Like this is like their baby, first mm. baby. Or they could have put them both out around yeah. the same time. I'm uh, sure. They, anyway, great stuff, both got uh, both artists. Great stuff. Awesome work. Um, I want to have a little chat. Actually, before we do chat about what we're going to play next, I do want to mention, of course, that this week I had the absolute genuine pleasure of having a chat to an old mate that I know from around the music scene for the last oh, be five years or so now going on, probably. Yeah, four or five Get, years, I reckon. Like, like getting I old, Daniel. Getting I old. am an old fart. That's what I am. Um <laughs> Jimmy Harwood, I had the absolute pleasure of chatting to him. Now, um, I've watched Jimmy sort of grow as an artist over the years, and it's really interesting because he's had an important crossroads in his in his musical journey in terms of switching up his styles, and you'll hear all about that in the chat that I did with him uh, recently. It was good fun. I uh, tried the Zoom chat for the first time, which was interesting. It uh, surprisingly, it surprisingly worked. I'll give it that. But, yeah, stick around for that, folks. Before that, though, Jimmy, this was one of. Did I call you? Did I call you Jimmy now? Shit, you did. Uh, Vass, Vass. You can call me whatever you want as long as you call me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, you're like one of those. You're like one of those pets that just hasn't have it. Like, like you know, most pets will go. Oh, it goes by such and such. Like you're you're a pet that just goes by any name as long as you're like waving yeah. food in front of it, you know. Yeah, waving yeah, a yeah, waving a glass or, of gin that'll that'll get yeah, you waving over. A, or a beer or, or a beer, um, big old bag of jerky. I don't know anything really. <laughs> Tell us about the next track we're going to play because this one this was one of your one of your absolute well, one of your favorites for the week. Yes, this is um by a group called the Ancient Bloods uh, and it's Ancestor. Ancestor spelt A-N-C-S-T-R or capitals. Another uh, one of those examples. If you guys examples, want to search that up at home. Another example of titles without uh, vowels. I feel vowels are falling out of passion. Uh, out of passion. Out of passion. Um, people are just <laughs> not passionate for vowels anymore. Have you noticed that? They're just Who falling out them? of fashion. <laughs> Who needs them? It's like going back to, um, you remember when we had the uh, phones with that didn't have full-size keypads and we had to like you had to press a button 15 times to get the like a capital letter this is the logical conclusion of text speak yeah yeah this, this is, is a new is. generation of text yeah. speak <laughs> so when you search it it's a-n-c-s-t-r no you know the a is the only vowel uh mm. but yes ancient bloods are a relatively new indigenous hip-hop collective from queensland and uh they're from the brisbane area and they've come out with this um very powerful song called Ancestor. It is a very, it's a definitely a song that obviously touches on issues that they as Indigenous artists are very passionate about. And uh, yeah, you can tell in the lyrics and in the the way that they've expressed it as well. It's a very passionately expressed song. 
And I, I don't know if you got that from their delivery as well. Mm, I did. And the, the music video um, really brings another level to that as well, the depth yeah. that they get from. I mean, there's a lot of really great representation in that music video, just the gamut of people that they have in it. Um, the sounds, each one of them has a unique kind of sound to their voice and, mm. and how they, it's more or less uh, a mixture of, you know, rap and kind of speak singing and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I'm totally here for it. I thought it was really dope. Um, we don't, I've not really heard something similar stylistically in the past either. So it, it really pricked my ears up as soon as I heard it. It is a bit different to a lot of the other stuff we've been coming out and it stands out for a good reason. So yeah, well done. Uh, well done. Pe- well done people. Great work. Uh, please enjoy it. We're going to play it right now, Vass. And then uh, after that, Vass, it's going to be my chat with Jimmy Harwood. I'm, um, mm. um, it's sounding good to me. What do you say? I say all the interviews you do sound good to me. Oh, Vass, you just, you melt my, you melt my emotions every time. Hey, hey, I didn't say it had anything to do with you. You oh. just pick good artists to interview. Oh, okay. All right. That's, that's, uh, that's a burn, but a burn with, uh, with, <laughs> with, with love. With love, yeah. He only he only burns with passion, this man. Kill but, him with kindness. But here, <laughs> it's exactly right. Got to be cool to be cruel to be kind or whatever it is. Some, something like that. Something like that. Well, there's that. There's our catchphrase. There again. it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, say it, the it, line, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> here it is. The Ancient Bloods with Ancestor. And after that, my chat with Jimmy Harwood. Don't go anywhere, folks. <laughs>
Howdy do, everybody. Welcome back to the Bar Talk podcast. I hope you're all still sitting, waiting with anticipation in your seats because uh, my guest this week is, uh, well, I must say, a man I know on a personal level. Uh, take that. No, no, um, no harm intended there, of course. Uh, the man is a bloody legend. Uh, I've known him for years through the open mic scene, and he's been a very busy bee during lockdown, putting out some releases and got some new stuff coming out soon. However, I won't give too much away because I have the man right now with me over the phone. Please welcome to the show, Jimmy Harwood. Jim, how anyway, are you? Anyway, how are you? <laughs> I'm going about as well as you can expect at the moment in this uh, in this bloody weird time. I hope you've Very been uh, weird time. Yeah, I hope you've been keeping well. Yeah, I have been, man. I've just been, um, yeah, just trying to make a positive uh, aspect of the lockdown, I guess, in Melbourne. Yeah, as uh, as they as they say, as the disco people say, just staying alive, staying alive. Uh, <laughs> exactly, uh, man. Exactly. <laughs> no, uh, I, I digress. Yeah, it's um obviously like myself. You're you're a Melbourne-based fella trying to pump out some some music in this in this time that we live in, but you've been you've been really busy uh, as we were mentioning before, uh, just off 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 air that you've been quite productive actually. So I was just hoping maybe we could you could tell me a bit about how you've been keeping busy at the moment. Yeah, man. Well, I um around February and March I actually started produce started to produce my own stuff and started to mix and um mix my own stuff, which has really helped in the lockdown sort of period because I can, you know, wake up in the morning, go to my little, uh, you know, little home studio, start working on songs straight away and ha- instead of, you know, writing songs and having to take to take them to someone, um, which has been super helpful. And obviously I've got, I've got all day to do it and it's all I really want to do all day. So um, it's been practicing my production sort of skills as well. Um, but yeah, just I've got nothing else to do, man. It's all I want to do at the moment. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm just doing as much as I can, really. Because as I mean, this was sort of a decision you came to before lockdown happened. You were like, oh, this year I'm just going to start to to learn a bit about about how to produce, and then what all the COVID bullshit happened, and then it's just become a perfect time, I guess. Yeah, to it's learn this literally skill. perfect timing. Perfect timing, man. Because I've always wanted to produce my own stuff. I've always wanted full control over what my songs are, you know, sound like. So. Um, yeah, COVID, honestly, like, I'm low-key loving it, as bad as that sounds, but, um, <laughs> like- yeah, it's, it's been really good to, it's been a good learning curve with my production and um, mixing skills. 10,000 other singer-songwriters just gasped in utter shock. <laughs> How can he love it? How can he, we can't play live. Because, I mean, you're, you're, you're a guy that's always been a live performer. That's been your bread and butter, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure, yeah. As, as like, as you said, um us playing open mics all the time a couple of years back. Like, yeah, I love, love, love performing, man. Yeah. And, I mean, that would be the one thing that you're missing, obviously. <laughs> For sure, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, when I say I'm loving, I'm loving the lockdown, it's definitely just because I can produce, make, just, like, create and stuff, but the live music, holy, to, holy moly, I'm so keen to play gigs again. Yeah, it's just bittersweet by the sounds of it. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, what? Because you mentioned there that you're in a position now where you really wanted to take full control of your music, but you've been someone that's been releasing like mixtapes and little, you know, just acoustic releases for you know several years now. At what point did you realise that? Yeah, look, I've got to take more control over this, and I've got to be able to upskill myself. What triggered that? Um. Well, man, like those little mixtapes and stuff, I, I literally made, like I was producing them on my iPhone on GarageBand, bro. Hey, um, no shame in GarageBand. Yeah, oh, shout out GarageBand, man. I've, uh, <laughs> got me started with like just learning very basic production and stuff. So, um, but I've always been super broke, you know, as a, as a full-time musician and everything. So, I never really had the money to buy like solid laptop or gear or anything so but i still like with as i said with the phone i always um i used what i had um i couldn't i couldn't not make music you know um so i just used the tools that i had but then yeah at the start of the year got a bit more money so um i ended up getting a macbook and ableton and um i have heaps of friends that i've that have produced some of my stuff that use ableton and stuff so i've been learning off them and i've just dived straight into it man ableton usually because ableton has a very um has a has a very distinct reputation in the music community as being largely an electronic based production um, suite or an electronic based door. So, you, but you're using it mainly more for the acoustic style. So, what sort of stood out to you? Well, what what has stood out to you in terms of using um, using? What's, oh fuck! I forgot the name of the program. <laughs> Ableton. Um, Ableton. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So why why is Ableton stood out? Do you say something compared to say something like Logic or Reaper or you know um, what's the other one? I forget. I um, forget my doors. Yeah, there's heaps of them. Now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like um, there's like a billion of them. Yeah. Um, mostly all my producer friends out like throughout Melbourne and stuff all use it. Um, and you'll actually find that my newest stuff is. Veering, veering more towards electronic side, anyways. Um, not like dance, not like dance music or anything, but definitely, I've always wanted to dive into those electronic elements that you yeah. can't make with a guitar and your voice and stuff. So you'll find that like my new, my stuff that's going to come out soon is pretty like pretty electronic. Um, but I don't know, man. There's just something about the. It's just super, super clean interface. Um, yeah, I've always, yeah, I've always wanted to make like hip hop sort of beats, so it's perfect mm. for that. Um, but yeah, it's just clean, fast interface. It's just, yeah, it's perfect for me. I love it. Doesn't crash. Is that why? I was talking- <laughs> It doesn't crash. No, That's I was talking it. to someone recently that has been using Logic and they're just, it's just a very, very <laughs> temperamental yeah, yeah. beast. I do love Logic still. Like I've used it a little bit here and there. It's, it's a, there you, you can do like whatever you want with any of them really. It's yeah. just personal preference. Yeah, it's like really yeah. past the days when it was like you had to have- a different program for each aspect of it, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell us a bit. We'll go into a bit more about how you started out because, as we, as you mentioned before, how we got to know each other was through the open mic scene when you were just starting out. But then you've moved more into playing with the band as well. And then, obviously, now you're going into more of that um, production phase of things and doing more of it yourself, doing that more DIY, doing more of the DIY stuff yourself. So- do you see yourself as an artist that's always going to be constantly changing up um, or do you always want some aspects of what you do to remain constant? Um, I think guitar will always be there as the constant. That will be always the main thing. I just love guitar so much and I think a lot of my sound is based around uh, the way I play guitar, I guess. Um, but 
in terms of styles and stuff, man, I don't ever want to – I couldn't stick to one genre, you know. I, I'll, I'll always be searching for new sounds, new new vibes. and um, But, yeah, guitar will always be the main thing. But, yeah, the, having the production side of things has really spiced things up. Like on um, some of my new releases, I, do, I don't play guitar. But um, – Ooh. Yeah, ooh. Shock ooh, and horror. Man. Shock and horror. But um, – that's not to say all my future releases aren't going to have guitar. They, they definitely will. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I'll, I'll forever be changing my my style and you know searching for new stuff. Did you find that because again, you're very much always been as we said before a live musician. Live performance has always been a core to what you do. Um, when you like, do you, do you find are you going to be are the songs that you write always do you have in that that mindset when you're writing these songs to always have something that can sound good live um when i was starting out like man like when i was starting out with the open mics and stuff i definitely um because i was just using you know my voice and guitar and a loop pedal so i definitely have that in mind i'd pretty much write it around the loop pedal which i use live for my solo sets so yeah that was definitely um an aspect of it but with the at the moment, like with my new stuff that I've been making, it's going to be tricky to figure out how to play them live and live up to the recordings, you know. Um, but I'm pretty keen to get into a bit more, like get some drum pads, get some, you know, get some cool stuff going that'll be that I'll be able to play those sort of electronic-y sort of sounds with um, that I can't make with a guitar and voice, you know. Um, but yeah, I haven't really, uh, especially in lockdown, I haven't really been writing to like writing songs based off what they're going to sound like live. I've sort of just been yeah. creating and, yeah. Because it's just, yeah, it's a totally different setting, isn't it, when you know you can't play live. It's just because you reckon it's sort of when you when you sit down and then you put your pen to paper or whatever, you sit down and start fiddling around on the guitar. Do With that mindset of now no longer think, saying this has to be played live or this is something that will is supposed to be a live song. Do you find then that you're going with maybe the different chord progressions or different melodies that you wouldn't have otherwise come up with? Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, especially because, like, the way I've been writing songs is more, you know, laptop-based, like more, as I keep saying, electronic-y sort of samples and stuff. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited to, like, I'm really excited for the challenge for the new, to make the new songs what they sound like on the through a speaker, you know. I'm really excited to – it's going to be a challenge, but I'm really excited to dive into a bit more, um, you know, music musical gear that will um, spruce up the set, I guess. Because that, that's the thing. There's one one really good aspect of that, you know, you as myself as a live, you know, starting as a live performer myself, you don't think about really when you're writing to, for songs to be played live, but you more think of that production side is how is each spectrum – of the how how is each spectrum on the frequency going to be used, and it's sort of simultaneous, isn't it? Because you go when you're exactly. playing live, it's just okay. This sounds cool live, but when you're sitting down in the studio, or sitting down in to write something that is not as live, you've got to think about each frequency. Go, well, what's going in the bass end? What's happening in the mids? What's happening in the trebles? And you know, exactly. To, the, yeah, I was going to say, um, it need to be filled out or not? Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, as I said, it's gonna be tough to figure it out. But I think with um. With help from my band as well, I want them to help me build my solo set because um, they're all like musical bloody <laughs> genius nerds. They know know everything about everything, so I'm sure they'll be able to help me out. Um, but yeah, like as you said, the, like when you're producing this, it's completely different to 
like r- making a song while you're producing it compared to writing a song on guitar with a bloody pen and pad to write lyrics with, you know, because so many other aspects to it. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough to figure it out, but it'll, I reckon it'll be, it'll be worth it once it pull, pulls off. So yeah. you recently, oh, we'll talk about the EP actually. Yeah. So pr- a few weeks back, you put out a recent release called Instinct, yeah. which relatively soon we'll play one of the tracks off but um this one so this one was a is is an example of your new stuff where you have been recording it yourself and producing it yourself um that one actually because it's a collaborative ep with my mate chatty jb um so I actually, yeah, we produced that on GarageBand, man. Shout out, shout out to GarageBand. Um, GarageBand is getting a lot of love this week. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Um, but that EP is not necessarily what I've been talking about with the producing side of things. That's sort of yeah. like still that acoustic. Like we wrote that with a guitar and a pen and a paper pretty much. Um, and then we just, yeah, chucked it together into GarageBand and got someone to mix and master it and stuff. But it's still, that's like... Yeah, it's still that raw sort of acoustic feel, just with a bit of bit of sauce, I guess you could say, with the production side of things. Just a little bit of um, just a little bit of extra sauce. It's twenty cents a extra. Bit of extra sauce. Yeah, just bloody sweet and sour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, like the fish and chip shops will never let you let you have little tomato <laughs> sauce packets free. It's like no nah, twenty cents extra. Like they'll no, let you have really. a potato cake, which is arguably. More expensive for free, but never not the, the sauce, never the tomato. The no, not the tomato <laughs> sauce. <laughs> it's like you want the tomato sauce, yeah. you've got to pay for it. <laughs> like that is our national treasure, tomato sauce packets. Yeah. I thought there's Bro. apparently that's an Australian thing. Like nowhere else does the tomato sauce packets. Really? Yeah, I was reading somewhere. Apparently, like we're like, oh, like you would think it's like be pretty obvious. Like oh, because the little you know sauce packets they're very ergonomical. You know they're. You know they're they're um, what is it portable? You can take them out. Yeah. Perfect for takeaway. But um, but and you know you squeeze them and it gets rid of all the sauce perfectly. You don't get yeah, dirty fingers or you don't have to worry about a spoon. But no, apparently nowhere else uses the the squeezy. The Must just use bottles and stuff, I guess. Yeah, or the you know the ones where you have to get a spoon, like the Macca's dipping sauces. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, I don't have I a mean, nugget with me. I don't have to go and dip it. I want to cover my chips with it. Yeah, I want to cover my bloody sausage roll with it. Yeah, it's like you know, it's just that classic. You know, yeah. I suppose it's, that's it. Like, who else is you know having meat pies at the footy? I suppose yeah, that's where exactly. it comes from. The Aussies. Classic. Uh, why the hell did you yeah, get sauce? <laughs> You tell men. It's wait. all about the sauce. Yeah, no, all the sauce. Send us get. What's the sauce? No, what was the source of inspiration <laughs> for this EP? There's a question. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's there. There's the question. That's, that's the segue. Um, so me and my mate Chatty, um, we've known each other for about two years. I met him through my mate yeah. Davey Simony, and um, you've we got just a lot of mates having you. Home. You just make a lot of mates. So, yeah, mate, no, mate. Just, just some bike, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so, bro. Um, but we just, we played, we started playing open mics together. Um, just started hanging out, jamming a bit. And then um, we got up Garage Band one night with, um, on Chatty's old, like, two, it's like a 2007 Mac or something. Um, Showing us age it's like a bit. old, old. Um, so, one of those ones so where the started, band's like, still really loud, like you just listen to the back. I told you. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but it's bloody old. Um, we just got it. We started just mucking around with that, getting ideas down here and there. We probably, like, since, uh, when was it? Probably 
don't know, maybe quarter of the way through 2018. We probably wrote like till now, probably wrote like maybe 30, 40 songs together. Um, oh, and yeah. then, yeah, so Chatty really inspires me. Like the, he's so creative. He doesn't have his, his lyrics, like he's got no barrier. He, um, he's just a really amazing creative. So mm. he's just like every time he was like, oh, come over, let's record a song. I'm like, I'll be there in bloody 20 <laughs> minutes, you know. But we ended up picking, we ended up going, all right, we should probably choose a couple of the songs and actually start to yep. figure out a release and stuff. So we picked those three. Those three were definitely the strongest out of them all. Um, and, yeah, just as the EP is called Instinct, it's sort of a real raw sort of instinctual mm. sort of lyric-based EP, yep. I guess. Yeah. So these songs that are on there, are they all older songs or did you write them specifically for the release? No, nah, yeah, they, we just um, chose them out of like a bunch of songs. So we yep. didn't actually write them one after the other or anything. We just, okay. yeah, they were our favourites. Yeah, yeah. So was it just you wanted to put something down on there as a record of what you've done in the past, essentially? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we, we were super proud of them. And once we got them mixed and mastered, because like the, when we produced them, we, we probably, I think we produced them at the end of last year or something. And um, we didn't really know what the hell we were doing. So when we got the mix and masters back, we were like, holy shit, oh, my God, because it sounded so much better. Um, I remember I was watching, yeah. like, I was on one of those big Facebook um, posts that somebody put up in one of those groups and – the, you know, the big ones, the ones that you have on the music pages, and it's just these, like, 110 comments. And I don't know how it came up, but it was I think it was to do with, like, you know, production and that sort of thing. And then somebody commented, yeah. like, oh, a few years back I had a client that just wasn't happy with any vocal take he did, and he was a pretty shit singer. <laughs> so, he's just slagging off <laughs> this guy he's talking about. And then, um, and then he didn't want any, like, effects on his vocals, but I secretly put a bit of pitch correction on there. And then he got back to yeah. me, he's like, oh, these takes sound amazing. I don't know what you did, but they sound awesome. Yeah, and it was like, it was tune, like he's bro. like, yeah, I know what I did. It's like, <laughs> and he had no clue, and he's like, he didn't, he never worked with him again. He said he was just that pissed off with him. He's like, right, I'm just going to put the pitch shift on it, and then I'm not going to deal with him again. <laughs> and he's just, yeah, it's fair enough, bro. Honestly, it's crazy with pitch correction yeah. these days because you know when people hear pitch, like people that aren't really musical and stuff, when they hear pitch correction, they think auto tune, like that real, yeah, like modern day auto tune. But you can use it so subtly and. Bloody hell! It polishes things off pretty nicely if you want. If, if you want to use it, I guess. Like I've used it on a couple of things, but um, I try to steer away from it. Obviously, you want to yeah. get a perfect take. But is is there that challenge with hurt. you then when you come along and say oh, I want to try more experimental sounds? You know, moving forward, is there that tug of war going on with that? Said, oh no, it's not authentic. I've got to write songs that are authentic. You know, auto tunes like the devil. Ugh. Like and yeah, then there's no, another half of you going. Well, you know, I should experiment more. I've got to open up more. I've got to be more open minded. Like, are you one of those people yeah, that has that of, that you know war no, going I, on? I in sort mind? of got I got over that a long time. Like when when I was starting out, I was like. I don't want to play the simple. I don't want to play the simple chords. I want to play weird ass chords. <laughs> and now, man, I, like some of my best songs are literally three, like you know, C to G to whatever. Like then, it, I got a, I got past that whole, you know, needs to be needs to be this, needs to be that. It's like it's music. If it's like if it makes you feel good, if it sounds the way you want it to, then like I'm happy. Did did it end up having to be? Was there a point at which that that you had to break free from that sort of mindset, or did someone say something to you, or did something happen that? I can't, I can't really remember. I can't remember what triggered it, man, but um, there was definitely a period of time where I think I was just going, you know, some of the best songs in the world are the simplest chord progression. Like it doesn't, yep. you know, I'm not, I don't want to make, I'm not making music for musicians, you know. That's, the, that's what I think I got really stuck on was 
trying to make it all everything all technical so yeah. like musicians would approve of it and now I'm like there's five like three percent of the world and like you know I'm, i want to make music for the listeners and me he's a man of the people that's what he means <laughs> so like it's you could run you could run an you could run an election on that on that platform it's pretty much the same mindset <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing things for me. No, no. Nah. It's for you. <laughs> I'll be as simple as I can. I got to dumb everything down. Yeah, exactly. For the illiterate One masses. Songs. That's it. <laughs> um, let's chat because we'll go and we'll play one of the songs off the EP. So you you did pick um, the final song off the recent EP called Rosalind. I was just hoping maybe you could tell us a bit about the story behind it and how you came about putting it together in the studio. Yeah, so um Rosalind, I Chad Chaddy um went to Chile for a month at the end of last year. Yeah. And so he, I didn't have a computer at the time or anything, so he gave me his computer with the garage band and everything just to stuff around with, make demos while he was in Chile. So when he could when he came back we could like, you know, keep working on songs. And yeah, pretty much just made the um the rough rough demo um just in my bedroom, man. Um Nothing too crazy. Like, there's not not really a crazy story or anything about it. Um, there doesn't have to be. Like, like I don't. Yeah, like, exactly, it, can, exactly. it can be fun to have a fun story, but sometimes it's just like, yeah, it just came. It just comes together. There's like, there's no magic yeah, behind yeah. it. I'm not, not going to make up a bloody crazy story. Like, it, yeah, it was pretty much just made in my bedroom. Um, and then when I did show, I remember chat showing Chatty when he got back. And he's like, man, this is this is like this is one we got to you know polish off and finish. Um, and the lyrics are pretty much, it's just like, it's about oh, just pretty much connection, man. Pretty much like that. It's about the vibe, man. Putting, about the vibe, putting your hand down. It's Marbo. Like, it's the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's nothing nothing too crazy of a story about Rosalind, but we're so, we were so happy with it once we got the full mix and masters back. Yeah. Cool. Let's play it. Um, it's off. It's off the air, as we said before. It's off the new EP, Instinct, which is out now. I'm going to be right back soon with Jimmy afterwards. We're going to chat a bit more about what's going on. Um, so please don't go anywhere. But here it is, Rosalind by Jimmy Harwood and Chatty B, right here on Bar Talk. I need to know it now, lady I've been feeling like crazy We've been running around the daisies It's amazing I need to know it now, lady I've been feeling like crazy We've been running around the daisies It's amazing Offering support to take my hand, take my hand Reaching out to feel the pain, reaching out to feel the hurt My mind won't wake up, my open heart will let it in My feelings fucked up my open thoughts of lonely sin Laid up to my bed I just can't forget The nights that we spent Dreaming at arm's length Don't give up Don't give up 
Just give me something. Just give me something. I need to know it now, lady I've been feeling that crazy We've been running around the daisies It's amazing You don't need me Paint a perfect picture like graffiti I'm just seeing double, stuck in trouble, jumping puddles, kicking up the rubble. I feel like I'm just seeing triple now in the clouds, floating around. I'm tripping out, and you're right here. I need to know it now, lady I've been feeling that crazy We've been running around the daisies It's amazing Well, everyone, hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. That was Rosalind. Um, by my good man, Jimmy Harwood, and his associate, Chatty B, of the new EP Instinct, which is out now too. So, go and give that a stream uh, when you are finished with this episode, wherever you're listening. But uh, as we mentioned before, we've got Jimmy Harwood on the phone right now, chatting all things music. Jimmy, um, great track. It's certainly one of the stand- – it's certainly – a very um, probably one of the tighter songs off that release that you did just put out. Um, you can tell there's a lot of um, like, even though that you you know you recorded it pre lockdown, it does have. I was getting the vibe that this really does suit the the lo-fi nature of recording in lockdown. So you could disguise it as a lockdown release. <laughs> so it strangely sure, works. Man, yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> with um, I want to talk a bit about your band because you've been with them. Is, is it the same band you've had for the last few years? Because you've- Yeah. Yeah. Because you've been playing- Because I remember when I first met, we first met you, you were solo. And as you said, you used to play a lot with the- with the loop pedal and because i you were one of the uh, no i don't uh, it's probably going to sound better than worse than i mean it to be but like you know when you're starting out a lot of people at the time were using loop pedals and loop pedals have really exploded in popularity in the last 10 years thanks to ed sheeran um but you were certainly one in that crowd of people who like to write so that hip-hop infused acoustic music with a loop pedal but then you've moved to a lot more band stuff in the in the few years what i wanted to know is like how you came about meeting the people in your band and what's caused them to sort of stick by you 
as the years have moved on? Uh, it's a funny story. Well, it's not really funny, but um, we actually were all in the same high school music class together, man. Like literally every oh, one of us, okay. which just worked out. So I got so lucky with my year at school when I was in high school because pretty much no other year level was like had many kids at all doing music. And then our year level for some reason just had like 15 crazy musicians. And um, when yeah. I when I first um, started writing songs, I played one of them. Um, to my class and then yeah all the boys in the band were just like let's I started recording it with Mark the guitarist he um, produces a lot mm-hmm. of stuff and um, we, we started recording and then we got when I had my my first ever EP launch um, yeah we got the band together they're all super tight musicians they're all they used, all used to play in the jazz band together at school and stuff so they already had like a um, connection I guess music wise and then yeah I brought my songs to them and they they help out a lot with um, with a lot of more of my band sounding music. They help out with the songwriting, and you know they um, they how do I explain it? They they spruce up the songs a lot more than what they would have been if it was just me doing it myself. Especially with like Alex, the drummer, for example, is like super smart with you know song structures, how to keep it interesting, how to keep songs moving, and um, yeah. Not really a crazy story, man. We all just happened to be in the same music class. Just good friends bonding over good music. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. about as wholesome as it gets, folks. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get any better than that. So, what I was going to – so, I'm wondering then, you know, with those strong bonds that you you sort of created with your classmates back in high school, was the did the school that you go to have a very strong music program that encouraged that sort of collaborative effort? Uh, yeah, man. So I went to Q High School and they have, it seems to be like, I'd, that was the only high school I went to, but I've heard a lot from friends that went to other schools how so many of the music programs are based around like, you know, orchestras and really classical sort of music. We got really lucky yeah. at Q High because they do encourage lots of contemporary, just, you know, going out and gigging and getting together and jamming and not necessarily the technical sort of classical aspect to it, which was really helpful because like, Everyone in our class did contemporary, uh, like wanted to do contemporary stuff and gigs and stuff. So got super lucky. Yeah, they've got a really good music program down there and the teachers are awesome, the coordinators are awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Did you have any music teachers or like old school rockers? Just, you know, they, they yeah, used to. Yeah, bro. Nearly all of them were the, the classic old school rockers. Hey? <laughs> That's great. Like, because yeah. they would have had, you would have heard some awesome stories from them, surely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, that's really cool because it is. And I know people hear about it all the time, but it, it's good. It's important to stress that those years that you are growing up, those teenage years, are really important to sort of put that foundation of music in because that's where it sort of sets in your mind and goes, "This is something that's really cool." Or if it's handled really poorly, it can it can put you off doing it exactly. as an adult. Exactly for sure. And like in year twelve, I pretty much the start of year twelve, I said to my parents, you know. I want to do music. That's all I want to do. I'm going to go play open mics every night instead of bloody studying. And they, I got really supportive parents, which like let me do that. Super lucky. Um, and the teachers were the same. I told all my teachers at um, school, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm not going to be doing any good. Like, don't expect me to get be getting A's and everything and every and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, the music department were really. They were super stoked that I was going out and you know playing open mics during the weekdays and stuff. With um, I was going to say because it's great that you did have that really supportive background from both your school and your family. 
Um, what I want to know is there is there any at any point did any of your teachers or your parents or someone that you looked up to give you a piece of advice that has stuck with you all those years since? Um, one of my English teachers, man, I still like. I'm pretty much friends with him. I still catch up with him. He comes to my gigs and stuff, and he. He was always so supportive. Yeah, yeah, he's, it's, he's such a legend. Like throughout high school, it wasn't it wasn't really that teacher relationship. It yeah. was more like I was just a mate of his. Um, and he was he was always like, if you're gonna if you want to do music, like I know that's all you want to do, then like go for it for sure. Um, and same as my parents, pretty like just go in for it. You know, if you're gonna go for it, you have got to go a hundred hundred and ten percent, not yeah, half ass it. Yeah, so it was really that that putting that that workmanship. And that ethic, uh, that that effort into really, really succeeding. So I'm guessing there was that understanding that right, you're going to do this. Make sure you do it properly. Exactly. That's yeah, spot on. If um, yeah, so that that's great. So you've um, is is the intention obviously moving forward to going back to your band? And that is the intention to do recordings where they're going to all be involved in the studio process. Or at this stage, are you looking mainly? I mean, I know at the moment with lockdown and that, it's mainly going to be yourself. But after all this is over, are you in- intending to incorporate your band into the recording process? Actually, man, um, in twenty at the end of twenty eighteen, we actually recorded a, a band EP together. Yeah, um, which has been sitting there for ages, and I don't want to say too much. Oh, but- okay. Looking, yeah, looking like the end of the year, it might actually finally come out, which is sick. So that, um, that hard work so yeah, and they, the extra they, stuff you were too lazy to put out has, has paid yeah, off. I was, yeah, it was just like, yeah, just a lot of lot of factors of, as to why it was hasn't been put out. But um, it's still, even though it was that long ago, and even though my uh, sound has sort of changed, I still love that EP as much as I did when we made it. So I'm super keen to actually get that out. And um, yeah, as, as you said, like the whole band's on it. Like I don't like. The bass player plays bass keys. I mean, keyboard. You know, everyone plays their role, and I'm I'm playing guitar and uh, vocals. So, yeah, nice, nice. Um, are you ever thinking about? Because you know, you went. Oh, probably won't, probably won't. Um, you know, play some guitar on some tracks and that. So, will the intention when you play live ever be to just be the singer, or are you? Do you feel like that you feel naked without a guitar in front of you? Um. There'll definitely, in my new sets, there'll definitely be songs where I, I will just like, you know, grab the mic and do some rappy sort of singing stuff. But I think, yeah, I do sort of feel naked without a guitar or an instrument, but um, I definitely want to work on my stage presence just with a mic because I think it's really important, um, you know, when you've got a really sick crowd and you get really interactive with them when you've just got a mic and your voice and um, other people playing the instruments for you. But I'll definitely always be playing guitar. Like I could never not yeah. play a set without a guitar. I don't think. <laughs> no way. Um, let's chat a bit about what's coming up because very soon. Well, I mean, actually, no. Well, yeah, it is going to be very soon. Um, you're going to be release. You're going to be having a new release come out, and I believe it'll be next month. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that and how that's um. You sort of touched on it before, but tell us a bit how it's going to differ compared to your previous stuff. It's going to shock a lot of people, man. I hope in a good way. Um, you're worried you're going to lose a couple so of fans this, over this one? No, no. Like at the end, of, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just making making songs 
for me, I guess. You know, you people know, like him and they like him. You know it's a good switch up when at least somebody is pissed off because you know it's just you yeah, know exactly. you haven't you exactly. haven't, you know, kept things too uncontroversial. It's it's a you know, a bit yeah. out there. And even if like even if people that like the classic acoustic stuff I've done, like I'll still be making acoustic EPs and stuff in the future anyway. So um, but this e- this EP I've got coming out next month, I started writing during isolation um, and I pretty much wrote the first song to the fifth song. So it all, I'm super stoked at how it all flows and um, it's got, yeah, as I've been saying this whole time, electronic-y sort of vibes, um, a bit more upbeat than usual. Um, yeah, it's just like another side of me, man. I'm really excited for people to hear it because I don't think, anyone's going to be expecting what they sound like but I think I think people dig it hopefully um yeah I was actually gonna when I got to when I finished because there's five songs on the EP when I finished the fifth one yeah I was like oh do I make an album or do I just (laughs) make an EP and I I decided to just keep it as an EP um yeah were you worried it would stretch out too much if you went further yeah I've always wanted to do my debut album with the band so um, and I've just pro- I've just produced this uh, all my this is like all me so want to save the album for the band and um, we'll probably start recording it after lockdown's over and we can we'll catch up and have a jam and stuff so yeah I'm sure it'll be a, such an important and and you know lethargic or cathartic whatever the appropriate term is experience yeah. you finally get to get to see them all again and, and um, play together man it'd be so good I'm so excited. So the the new so there is going to be a single coming out uh, as of this Friday, and uh, it's going to be called Lucid State. I was going to say we're going to play it. Yeah. Actually, you've given us permission to play it, and I'm very excited that we are uh, get a little bit of a cheeky sneaky peek of what's upcoming or what's coming up. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, tell us a little bit about I guess how this this song's come together, and I guess where it fits into that larger larger release. Because you mentioned that you re- wrote it all in order. So I'm interested to see how that fits in, in, in terms of the context of the whole release. Yeah, so it's the um, Lucid States, the third track of the EP. Um, it's sort of like the, the bridge of the whole EP, keeps it, um, keeps it flowing. And, yeah, man, it's like real synth heavy. There's heaps of synths in mm. there. There's like 808 bloody bass, <laughs> like real hip hop y sort of kicks and drums and stuff. Um, it's a pretty... For me, it's, yeah, it's a pretty powerful song com- like compared to anything I've ever released. Um, it's just the soundscape of it and the, the whole vibe of it's just a lot bigger and bigger and not better, just different, bigger and different than what I've usually done in the past. Yeah, yeah. It certainly sounds more, yeah. going by what you're saying, it sounds more adventurous to what, to what you, people are used to hearing from you. For sure, for sure. It's probably the most, honestly, it's probably the most adventurous song I've ever done. So, yeah. Is it one of these releases that's going to be more um, where the actual sonic textures are tying, saying more of a story than the lyrics, whereas the lyrics are sort of a secondary feature of that? Or is it still very much like your previous releases in that aspect where the lyrics are front and centre and the music is there to support it? Uh, a bit of both, man. You're right in saying the, the instruments definitely tell their own stories for sure, their own story. So, um, like, there's a lot of a lot of the songs just – you know, instrumental without lyrics, but the the lyrics are also pretty pretty classic sort of Jimmy. You know, like pretty yeah. in your, just straight straight uh, straight to the point sort of thing, telling it how it is. 
So, did you find then that with this more conscious effort to expand your sonic palettes, that you sort of were deciding on what tones to use depending on what the lyrics were saying and what the song itself was saying? Um, sort of, man. Yeah, yeah. The topic. <laughs> it's a tough topic. question. It's a tough question. But yeah, yeah. No. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm, I can't remember exactly, but I definitely made the beat. I definitely, definitely finished off the whole beat before I started writing the lyrics. Um, yeah. And yeah, de- the beat definitely influenced the lyrics for sure. It, um, I think they suit really well with the, the yeah, sonic textures, as you said, of the song. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Sometimes it's, a little, <laughs> it's better, better to keep it simple. Yeah. And let the, let the audience decide, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Obviously, let's let's run through obviously all your socials and where we can find all of your music, uh, where we can find the previous releases, and of course where the upcoming releases will be put out, so that we can all keep keep track of what you're doing. Yeah, so my Instagram, I, I, most of my uh, social media stuffs based around Instagram. So my Instagram is just Jimmy Harwood, not Hardwood. There's no D in the middle there. Um, Calm and down, then, everyone. Yeah, no man. Don't get every time. Bro, the amount of gig posters I've had that literally say Jimmy Hardwood. I'm like, oh, I get to the venue. I'm like, <laughs> oh, big God, another controversy. Yeah. Someone's but, grandma's um, yeah, upset. You can find my music pretty much anywhere, um, mostly on Spotify, just Jimmy Harwood again. Um, yeah, pretty much if you type in Jimmy Harwood anywhere, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, it's all, there's no, um, it's all Jimmy, Jimmy Harwood, pretty simple. So, yeah. Yeah. Got to make sure everyone can look it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Do you consider yourself a family-friendly artist, like someone that the whole family can enjoy? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> some, of my, some of my lyrics definitely uh, definitely maybe go outside that barrier, but uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. All right. So it's give, like it a, give it a shot. Maybe just like, yeah, proceed with caution on that Pre- front. <laughs> proceed with caution. That's it. That's it. Awesome. That's it. So, yeah, um, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy afternoon uh, at home <laughs> in uh, <laughs> chatting to me about all things all things Jimmy and all things uh, music related. So, thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Thank you. Thanks, no, Steve, for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, again, best of luck with everything. Congrats on the new releases, of course. And, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, everybody can can handle the new gym, gym 2.0. Oh, hopefully, man. <laughs> gym, that's it, man. It's 2.0. We'll have to go back to the 1.0, I think, at some point. <laughs> just to, But, yeah, I'm really excited, man, for the new stuff. Nice. So, yeah, uh, as we said before, Lucid State is coming out this Friday. Uh, if you're listening as, as of time of release or if it's after Friday when you're listening, go and check it out now if you can. But before you do, please, please sit back and relax as we play the new single, Lucid State, uh, right here on which show, Jimmy? AMR. AMR. That's it. Bar Talk. Here it is. Bar talk, bar yeah. talk, that's it. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> all good, all good. I in the morning. she was there to see. I'm gonna let it be. She got her life sorted, I can only hope and dream. But I guess I'm not just as important Cause I've been begging for a breath from the world Begging for a girl, begging for a girl That has got my taste Yeah, I don't wanna 
So I swallow a prescription It leaves a bittersweet taste in my tongue Only half of the buzz that I want in my system And if I see it with my own two eyes All that buzz gets flung and it triples up in digits My thoughts are going backwards like pig Latin A bit of a pattern that's been happening I feel at and play Thinking of her every day I don't even know if she's real, is she fake? The soul's what I'm about, so that's what I'll take Don't care about your face or the makeup you rate Even though you're still Dream. I'ma stay up late, pen lyrics and still end up in a lucid Hey, this is Jimmy Howard. Uh, you're listening to AMR. They want my energy, dog. When they told me to quit it, quit it, I said, what the fuck? I'm not the best, but I'm out here to get it, get it, get it. You better listen, nah. Burning the game, but I sleep till 11. I do what I want I got the brownie So they can come get it I'll give you my tag You can have me on Reddit Only five for the eleven But I'm high as the heavens And I'm hoping to ride me A big hit song I've been high all week Might fuck around Just sit back and kick your rip And hit bones Close up your eyes Look out the window It's in my system I got the syndrome I write the hit song I want the red drum I kill that track Then it's on to the next one Don't believe in the Lord above I was hoping somebody Could save my soul Looking through face Like I'm Harvey Dent But now I can't remember How to play that role They wanna know How I got these scars the makeup I wear gonna take that toll I've been destined for greatness I knew this shit Ever since I was eight years old Yeah, yeah Got it locked up A to Z So anywhere to the M Is a place to be So when I'm touching down On some random shit You find a ZKL With the RB team And I don't do grind But I blow back caps And float on the scene Like an IED I kill your kid Not the marshal at all I'm a man on a mission In an RPG I got a minute So let me go get it I'm well on my way To be covered in shine Love when they tell me I'm not what they wanted They love me When I be on fire No word of a lie I want a lot, I'm not a fiend, but I beat up the beat all the time. Don't think I forgot, they said I flopped the rapping was part of my energy. 
some cats in the scenery talking real tough and they think they the man, but they not. Cause rappers love flexing for fun and pretending the tennis was better than it ever was. Like, what? Are you lost? Saying who the fuck are you? What's your name? I don't recognize your crew. But when I'm on the fast break, I look like Giannis, a positive than ever now. That road behind us to give me support and whatever I want. So I'm bigger than ever, they'll never divide us. I got no filter, all of it's honesty. You criticize me for talking it commonly. You like your drinking, I like my broccoli. All of it's killer, so fuck your hypocrisy. I'm not a shadow anomaly. I'm living loud and without an apology. I'm the creator with all the autonomy. I'm not a fighter, I'm just what I gotta be. Tragedy, comedy, all the above. And agony, thinking of people I love. Anxiety's creeping and keeping me company. All of the talking in my head is ugly. Spoke to my demons, think they're in love with me. Whispering, listening, saying they fuck with me. Can't believe they would say it in front of me. Thought they were evil, never been fun of me. I'm falling for it, euphoric and for it. If I'm individual, they talking choruses, tricking me quickly. Now all they do is just laugh and make fun of me. I gotta run from the city, get into the country, then reconsider what the fuck may be wrong with me. Fuck them, thinking I want me the lottery. They want my ego, the size of my modesty. That's not a problem. I grew up in poverty. Instead of talking to precious commodities, I want some solidarity. Honestly, I'm not the best, but I'm not the one. Energy, they say I'll never be more. I'm in and out of control. None of it bothers me, though. None of it bothers me, no, no. They want my energy, though. They say I'll never be more. I'm in and out of control. None of it bothers me, though. None of it bothers me, no, no. They want my energy, though. They say I'll never be more. I'm in and out of control. None of it bothers me, though. And howdy, howdy do, folks and folkaroonies. Hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, that was a whole lot of fun talking to talking to Jimmy after however long it has been since I've seen him. Anyway, I digress. That was uh, Ezekiel with energy. But before that, of course, it was uh, Jimmy Harwood's brand new single lucid state so brand new even it hasn't yet officially been released as we mentioned it's out this friday so if you are listening on the weekend or anytime beyond that it is out now but if you're listening on thursday well uh got a cheeky cheeky preview eh that's my, my dear son how how how, ex- how exciting exactly i am i'm so excited we don't normally get the privilege of uh releasing we're getting playing music that hasn't been released officially yet. Mm. I are uh, usually very courteous, and they go, "Well, that's coming out in two weeks. Let's let's just put that aside, you know." Um, but no, uh, Jim Jim's awesome. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's got, been a good it's a good old time. It's fun. It's a different. It's just like something cool when you're chatting to someone that you know personally that you've known for a few years, um, and you know exactly what you get. Like there's no there's no uh, warm up. Needed, like you're already you you already know what you like. It's sort of like your old chat, yeah. old mate. I know uh, it's it's been a while since uh, we've been in the studio in Ventry uh, Gully, but when I used to do the interviews with you of the artists over there, when we we're still able to uh, be in close proximity to one another, yes, when touching each other was um, still allowed with consent, of legal. course, everyone with consent. Yes. Um. So, sorry. 
that but, but. It, like you can you can it can take you a while to ease into the interview both as the interviewer and the interviewee i mean one of the big things that you always want to do is try and make the person you're interviewing feel as comfortable as possible mm. and then that's when the magic happens when they you know they feel as comfortable as possible with you yeah. and, and uh, you asking them questions but when you've got someone like this where that you've known for ages you can really fast track that process and oh, get yeah. into the juicy stuff straight away oh yeah and i mean i on purposely this is going a bit behind the scenes folks but what you hear in the interview is probably only half of like a good yeah maybe like two thirds of what we do the first third is just me chatting to the artist and just getting to know them especially ones i haven't met before because i usually like just uh, it's just good to just have a off-air chat that is just all right let's just let's just break the ice here let's just um chat shit for a bit and then and then actually do the interview because then it sounds like you've already become acquainted with each other and i'm not lying it's because you actually have so that's uh that's a little uh behind the scenes snippet of what we do that's cute how very professional of you i'm i i I, i'm here to care vass that's what happens (laughs) (laughs) it's been known to happen when the sun is down and the moon is biggest in the sky daniel can be a professional (laughs) i uh, (laughs) am I thought you were going to say when the sun is down and the moon comes out, it's your face on there. And I was like, oh, I'm the man in the moon. Oh. I thought I screwed um, it. I could I, have been romantic I, about it, but I, I honestly. Wasn't. <laughs> he likes to save all the romanticism for himself, folks. That's why. No, it's when we're together in private. That's when I'm really romantic. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I've never really seen <laughs> you be a true romantic then. I haven't caught you off guard yet. That's no. the thing. You're always putting on a. You're always putting on a facade. He's just you're too prepared. I'm, uh, I'm always prepared. Yeah, always guards always up. Hey, he's <laughs> he's a true performer. A man, a true performer knows that the stage is always there. I'm an artist, Daniel. Artist. Oh, the world's a stage. And the, <laughs> if you're brave and, enough. And the Vass is really a player, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, Ezekiel's um, another. Yeah, another one of my yes. picks. This Ollie. one, Ezekiel, was his new single, Energy. Um, yeah, it was a cool, cool track. Bit of hippity hop. Yeah, it's um, it's. I'll tell you what that that style is not usually my style of music that I listen to a lot, but um, it's refreshing whenever we get something like this sent in. Just because I don't listen to it all that much, um, I'm very frequently pleasantly surprised with how much I'm able to enjoy. Especially, you know, the enjoyment's all the more fulfilling when it's uh, a local artist as well but to be able to take grab something like this and be like oh man shit yeah this is really tasty like really fun tune to listen to he's he's really driven at home there it's got quite a dark tone to it by um my kind of standard it's a heavier trappy rappy kind of thing um Mm. as you guys would have just heard and if this kind of stuff's your bag he's really had a red hot crack at it and come out with something really nice i think Exactly, yeah. Uh, he's from Sydney, and this is his second single this year. I'm trying to think if he's got a upcoming release going. Does I can't be bothered finding where where it is? But if he is, please go and please go and follow his socials so you you find out whatever he's doing. As the same with all the other um, other artists that you hear. If you like what they do, please follow them. Uh, I want to want of course mention before we get too carried away our other shows that are featured on AMR. Um, of course, every every Tuesday, every Wednesday, it comes out every Wednesday, but recorded on Tuesday nights, so it's fresh, it's fresh, brand new. 
uh, is, of course, Heavy Reborn, where you can find a lot of the stoinkers that come through every week. By stoinkers, we mean absolute banging heavy tracks from all kinds of heavy genres. And Jay, uh, Mick, Gareth, and the crew, I think the other guy's Mick. I'm, he's going he's gonna to kill me for forgetting his name. Anyway, Jay and the crew- uh, do an awesome job putting the show together and interviewing some of the awesome bands and artists that are putting out really cool heavy music, uh, especially a lot more of the hardcore stuff that doesn't really uh, doesn't really like match with the with the bubblegum pop, shall we say? Yeah, and and fair enough. I mean, we, we do get to squeeze in a couple of um, heavy tunes here and there. I love squeezing. And in a bit fact, of heavy. you know, the Ezekiel tune that we just listened to, I would I would still class as um, fairly heavy compared to what we generally have on but you know we super lucky with some of that stuff that comes through but if you want the creme de la creme and the guys that really know what they're talking about and can the comment icing on it properly on the, <laughs> the icing on the shredding cake that you want heavy reborn yeah it's out every wednesday as a podcast on the uh on the um on the website australianmusiciansradio.com uh, on the uh, i think it's forward slash Heavy Reborn. And of course, uh, every Friday coming out on the website as well is, of course, the uh, freshest music. And uh, with the freshest presenters, it is Mint Factory with the lovely Loz and the awesome, um, and the awesome Smooth Tony and his dulcet tones. And of course, Gareth, who just doesn't want to keep his head in any Wait, that didn't make sense. And Gareth, who doesn't want to keep his head out of anything. Because he Gareth. gets on this show. He gets on fucking Heavy Reborn. Uh, gets around. Like, he, gets, he gets around. It's as if he manages the station. It's, anyway. al- it's almost like he's a big name <laughs> in AMR. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if he's co- a yeah, content director. No, but- um, Almost. Uh, Min Factory is his baby, produced by Gareth. And I mentioned this last time, but he's come leaps and bounds in terms of his production skills. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're doing really well. They, they basically review the 10 hottest tracks that come through of their choosing uh, each week. And that comes out Fridays on the website. But, of course, as with Heavy Reborn, Gareth does replays all over. And, of course, before us on Wednesday nights on the live stream, uh, you can catch Zuzi and Anthony, the brand new podcast here on AMR, the newest addition to the AMR family, where they interview a lot of local artists um, more in depth about what they're doing. So, yeah. Bit- we've got you covered. Got you covered, exactly. Um, we've got, I think we've got some stuff in the works as well, so keep an eye out on the socials, of course. Ah, that's that's my uh, obligations done for the evening, Vass. I can relax now. <laughs> it was very official of you. I like it. I've got to keep it official because uh, I know I would get the uh, virtual slap off the station manager if I if I didn't keep it official. Yeah, the um, what's it called? The social distance COVID yeah. safe slap. The social distance. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'm trying to think of. It, yeah, literations. I think the social distance slap works. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Like, do do you get your phone? Like, does like somebody send you like a slap box in the in the post? Like, you know, jack in the box or whatever, but with a big hand that slaps oh, yeah. you in the face. Yeah, yeah, like like the one on a spring that's yeah. got a, a sucker punch glove on the end of it, just yeah. doing in the yeah. face. Yeah, and just like you open the, it. And you open and you open it up, there's a message on the top saying, This was for fucking up last episode. It's like yeah, yeah. please this turn is the, for not mentioning the everything else that AMR does. <laughs> yeah. Please crank the handle, cranks it twice. Oh, whoosh, straight and in your face. Oh no. Yeah, that's that's uh how I get punished these days. I don't get yelled at that's, by Gareth in person anymore. That's how that's how Gareth dispenses fiery justice across the station. 
A small prank. <laughs> he's been he's been letters. ordering those things off Wish last three months. It's got the back he, he can't keep up with the demand that you generate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't give him back the boxes. <laughs> the back room. If you go into the back room, Steve's really pissed off because the back room is half filled up with these unused Jack in the Box boxes. They take up room too because mm-hmm. it's like your whole spring function. It got batteries aren't included, so you got to go out and buy batteries too. And they don't take the double A's. They take the big fuck off nine volts. It's like a uh, it's like a small county fair back there. <laughs> yeah, just uh, a lot less a uh, lot less teddy bears. Going back to what you were saying before at the start, a yeah. lot less teddy bears to give out. Although that's, oh, that's said- right, and uh, Steve got rid of his beard too, so I can't even make the joke yeah. that there's just as much fur. <laughs> Dang it! Maybe the fur got transferred from Steve to the teddy bears, <laughs> or they've used them to stuff the gloves that go on the end of the spring. <laughs> It was funny. Um, on, on the topic of the interview that I did with Jimmy, Jimmy Harwood, it's funny because we have both uh, haven't groomed in, in our isolation and we're looking at each other across the Zoom screen going, oh, how you going? It's like look like looking into a mirror, just yeah. a discoloured <laughs> mirror because we've both got different hair colours. So, it was, it was looking a bit rough. Um, tell you what, his uh, promo picks, though, he scrubbed up nice for them. So, you know, just imagine he looked like that for the interview, not what, not what I may have seen. <laughs> he keeps no, I, it just for you. It's private. I, I, I love you, Jimmy. Private thing that you share. I love you, Jimmy, in a perfectly platonic way. No, that, that was. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love you all just the way you are, uh, and that's my Billy Joel quote for the evening. I do, I do love that song. Actually, I've been vibing with uh, honesty a whole bunch recently. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Billy Joel, that, that, there's a version of it live in Russia. Yes. that is just a screamer. <laughs> That's also the uh, the tour where he where he got pissed off because they were lighting up the studio audience the audience and uh, this is in Soviet Russia at the time because uh, and and basically if the lights came on these people that you know these Russian citizens they thought they were getting watched when really it was just the producer it wasn't even the Russians doing it it was like the TV crew going okay we need a good shot of the audience for the for the D- for the concert DVD or the concert video let's get a shot of the mm. audience and they would light up the audience and they would just freeze and about halfway through his um through his set, he's just playing on this big electric piano, like this whirly, and the big yeah. heavy ones they had back in the 80s too, not like the skinny ones you get now. Yeah, uh, yeah. The ones that have like the built-in stand. They're huge, like about 50 kilos. He's like, stop lighting the audience. La, 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 la. Stop doing it, you asshole. And then he just literally <laughs> picks up. There's a video of this on YouTube. I swear, go and watch it afterwards. He then picks up this, this big fuck-off digital piano and just flips it. <laughs> he flips it and like the band just keeps playing and then you can hear the crowd in the back going crazy because they think it's just like doing just some rock and roll just you some know rock and roll yeah, yeah, yeah. stage sort of thing and they're like, oh this is what they do in america oh how awesome and then he gets the the mic stand and just starts piffing the shit out of it against the stage metal metal yeah. as yeah uh, and it was it's one of the best meltdowns i think uh in in rock history because it's just like the the motives are perfectly, perfectly reasonable, but it's just like the anger and the strength involved in just not giving a shit and flipping. And then the band just just keep going. They didn't stop. Yeah, smile and like, wave, boys. Just smile like and all, wave. Yeah, it's all part of the act. And then apparently when he went to the, the cities afterwards and the concerts, the concert he played afterwards, the word had spread that he just like- Because apparently it was all broadcast on national TV. Um mm-hmm. 
the word had spread that he he was wrecking wrecking the stage, and they were expecting him like as part of the act to start wrecking his equipment. And he's like, "No, I didn't bring any spares. No, no. <laughs> this is Soviet. <laughs> this is literally Soviet Russia. What do you expect me to do?" Yeah, yeah. I took what I could, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, um, yeah. Fun anyway. fact: I'm pretty sure that gig. And I may have this wrong, so fact check me. Okay. To be sure, if you're listening from uh, home, but if you're listening from Joel- Soviet Russia. Uh, the Billy Joel gig that um that I was referring to, I, I think they're the same one, but I'm not sure. He was the first um act to play Russia mm. coming from America. So this is like a huge thing for them. It was, not, I think it was the first one post Cold War or something like that. Not quite. No, it was still in the Cold War. It was before the breakup, but it was after Gorbachev sort of opened up the country. Um, and it was the first sort of rock show. So, before that, he mentions, I believe, in when he's talking about it, that people like Elton John had gone over there and done a piano concert, but it was like a yep. sit-down, solo, no band, no costume sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was the first guy to take the rock show over there, and which is pretty That's historically significant because then if you look at like the- You've seen the Metallica concert from 1993 after the breakup of the Soviet Union, and there's what, a million people. It's like the largest concert in history, like by numbers- it was mm-hmm. like a million and a half people in this massive field near Moscow. Um, so, th- that's basically like you can say in the context of like the music history of, of Russia, you can go, right, if it weren't for that, would they have got these massive crowds afterwards when people were allowed to go? And yeah, it's like, it's sort of like one an interesting historical footnote. But um, yeah, I digress. It's, uh, it was, yeah, it's, it's a good meltdown. Go and watch it when you can. That's we should uh, we should mention some things about the next two songs and we should uh, let the we fine should. people listen. Absolutely, absolutely, fucking lutely. Uh, um, next next song, Vass. Actually, speaking of, we're mentioning Stoinkers before. Uh, next couple of couple of Stoinkers coming up. You want to you want to say the names of them? Uh, I've got I've got more for um, the uh, Inclines. Okay. Uh, okay, we've got. So Inclines, Inclines uh, let you down is the yes. track that we're playing by Inclines yes. and. I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the music video had a bit of a, fa- a little bit of a found footage feel, but more mm, mm. like a linear story than just, you know, completely found, uh, which was pretty cool. Yep. I like the use of the projector in it. That was really cool too. Um, yeah, rock tune. Really like the vocals as well. Um, yep. And the sound of the drums, like they've got this kind of garagey sound to them that I quite liked, a little bit distorted. Cool stuff. Um, have you got much for uh, the next tune? Um, I was just going to say, well, it's OK Hotel's brand new single, which is called uh, Life is Crazy, like that, in parentheses. Uh, it really do be like that. <laughs> it do be like that. Uh, it's like, uh, are you OK? Are you OK? Uh, hey, Hotel, are you OK? Are you OK? Are you OK, Hotel? No? Are you OK days past, man? <laughs> I think uh, I think that one, that one was... Uh, Bit of a letdown. I uh, don't think that was okay. <laughs> no, um, by, by that we're referring to the joke, not the song, of course. Oh, it was. It was the the song was absolutely brilliant, uh, which is why we included it. It is. It um, was, sorry, go for it. No, no, I didn't really have too much to say. I was going to let you let you um, oh, tickle just, me ears with these ones. I was going to say that I, I like the kind of. Um, now, I always feel a bit funky about doing this, but uh, like declaring genres for things that we're going to play, but. Um, it had a bit of a pub rock meets punk kind of feel to it. And oh, yeah. I, I quite like the marriage there because it's not quite pop punk, but it's not just straight up and down the lines like Aussie pub rock either. It's got mm. this nice marriage to it. Yeah, no, it 
good good observation too. Uh, they're just and they're just stoinkers. Like it's just there's not too much to say because the music speaks for itself and just two brilliant brilliant harder hitting tracks for this week. So yeah, I, I was going to say we may as well not not beat around the bush, my friend, and play them, shall we? I don't, I don't see why not. Let's do it. Do, do you want to take us out on the two? Sure thing. Guys, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Stick around. We've got some more coming up after and these alcohol tunes. Review. And alcohol review. Yeah, don't you forget. Alcohol review big time. Mm. We're going to, I mean, Daniel's going to review some alcohol. I am. I'm going to review some juice. <laughs> <laughs> hope, you, uh, hope you thoroughly enjoy these ones. It's uh, Inclines with Let You Down and OK Hotel. Life is crazy like that. Stick around. We'll be right back. Shakira and you're listening to AMR. Now you're 
Well, 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 well. Delicious. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Two, like you said, Daniel, absolute bangers to come off of there. I'll uh, just call them out one more time in case you guys uh, heard them and you all of a sudden realized, oh, no, I should have paid attention earlier. Terrible. That was Inclines Let You Down and uh, OK Hotel. This life is crazy like that. It do be life crazy. Is, sorry, life is crazy like that. Not this life. Life is crazy like that. It do be crazy how good the tunes are. And um, the, again, I only just reminded myself when I listened to them how good the guitar tones are in both tracks. Um, so, mm. kudos to both bands. It is difficult to get um, that kind of, I don't want to say wall of sound necessarily, but it's difficult to get um, such a big sound fitting so well in a band mix. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, oh, we should We should not. We should not waste a single oodle of time, Vass, because it is my undoubtedly absolute favourite time of the week. You know why? <laughs> I could guess. You can bloody guess, but you may not get it right. You know why, Vass? Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Uh. <laughs> what, what did you say about my what did you say about my drinking habits Vass? that was terrible I'm thoroughly insulted I said that this was your favorite segment because you got to drink alcohol in it, <laughs> it yeah oh, okay. I'm not gonna lie it, he's, he's cracked the code <laughs> I, I get to do one of my favorite things which is I got your number which is finding really really weird booze and then t- taking the shit out of it. Yeah, and, and just taking the taking the fall for everyone else. It's and, in your sacrificial nature yep. to try the weird stuff I've so got, that the good folks at home don't have to, you know, have this terrible thing before them if I, the drink does turn out to be crap. Now, I wouldn't trust my taste buds for anything if I was someone else, but I, I assault them so that you don't have to. That's my You're friend. doing God's work right there. Doing God's so, work. I'm, I'm, I am God. What are you talking about? Uh <laughs> Right now, Vass, you're going to be you're going to be right around this one, I reckon. This one's a I didn't realize what it was till I bought it. Classic me. It is, and and please hold your hold your tofu lasagna, folks. It is. <laughs> it's a it's a passion fruit. Hold up, not just any old passion fruit, but a passion fruit flavored alcoholic kombucha. Now this sounds good, man. This son sounds of a real bitch. Good. This son of a bitch is three point five percent. And is something I have never seen nor tried before. Now, for those of you who have a keen eye and remember me from the old pre-podcast days, when I was taking a booze-free January after a very, very hectic December, uh, no comment there, I ended up doing a, um, yeah, obviously a dry January. And during the shows in that week, I did a non-alcoholic review and I absolutely decided it was the perfect time to try kombucha for the first time. Well, I tell you what, Vass, I was not impressed in one iota because it just tasted like watered down cordial um, from-, from Yeah, memory. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Not, not a lot of the uh, kombuchas that I've tried are good, but I'm not a, um, I'm not a sparkling water guy either. So, However, I imagine people that like sparkling water would like that kind of kombucha, <laughs> but there's only there was only one- kombucha i tried uh in memory that i really enjoyed it was just from like a coles or a woolies and um it was on a hangover it was real good but <laughs> maybe every other trick. time i've had them i can't find the nice one that maybe i like the trick the rest of them don't i don't like them so you mentioned sparkling water um i used to like sparkling water but that was also the same period i liked big bang theory so my taste oh. had quite developed at that point in time Oof. however 
I'm willing to be open-minded. And the question is, does alcohol make it better? This is the question that I, is on my lips um, yeah. as I smack them together, waiting to open this, this dear bottle right here. Uh, Are you ready for the opening, the grand opening? Crack one. Yeah. Crack a cold I don't one. Know if, I don't know if it's screwed, but I don't, don't want to try. I'm going to pop it because it always sounds better. Ready? I'm ready. There we go. Needed a bit of a oof, needed a bit of an oof and a boof to get it off. But wow, I can smell the passion fruit. I'll tell you that. That's my first impression. I love passion fruit. It's uh, one of my favourites. You know, uh, the brand is called, by the way, uh, Bootleg Booch. B double O C H. I can't. I can't think it would be pronounced botch because I hope they haven't. No. Botched, I really hope they haven't botched up this brew. Just saying, Butch. It's Butch. Butch. Uh, it says like kombucha. The bit like butch. Ah. Now the um the butch the butch wank on the side says it is an authentic and crafted alcoholic kombucha inspired by ancient recipes and small batch brewing using only the best organic ingredients. Their unique brew is double fermented to produce a clean, crisp finish. It's point nine standards, understandable for a mid strength uh, level of booze, but let's give it the old taste test. Mmm. Wow. Now, Vass. Yes. I was wondering, uh, you, <laughs> I thought you had gone. I think we were like, yeah, now's my chance to escape. No. Um, <laughs> Quick, he's talking about alcohol. I can just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> this actually works. I don't know why. I was going to say it, it, probably because pre-mixed drinks um, tend to come with a lot more sugar in them. Does it, does it actually include sugar in the ingredients, he asks? Potentially, I'm not sure. I don't we'll know see. what ingredients are in there. All it says is that it's from local and imported ingredients. But the the beauty of this is, folks, it is low sugar. It is uh, it's one serving per package, understandable, and it only has six point six grams of sugar in total. Only eleven point nine mm. carbohydrates per bottle. Compare that to your local, say, soft drink or beer. Even it is very or well, especially premix. They got a lot of yeah. premix. But this is still there's a, there's a it's not overly sweet. When I'm drinking an alcoholic drink, I don't want it to be overly sweet. This yeah, kind of hits either. the spot because there's actually a decent amount of flavor. I actually am surprisingly I can't take the piss out of this too much uh, because it is actually really good. Huh. First time for everything, Daniel. Fucking me. I should be on alcoholic kombucha more often. <laughs> He's a convert. I, the fucking this is hip, high praise. The hipsters are onto something here, Vass. And the hipsters and the gym mums. And the gym mums. I blame you for I blame you for turning my nose up at this shit for as long as I have. <laughs> you were you were you were carried away from uh, oh, this is one of those away. things that, well, this is one of those things we should cut out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's yeah, it's Karen, stop ruining everything. <laughs> I want to try out new things. It's organic it, too, Karen. apparently. Speaking and, of uh, such things, yes. I would really love to try making my own uh, kimchi. Oh, yes. Do you know any Koreans? I'd be, I'd be interested to know how you make it. Isn't it just fermented cabbage? It's um, like salty pickled veggies. Okay. okay. Here's a question. Um, with some can chili ferment, and stuff like that. Can you ferment cabbage to make an alcohol out of it? Can you make a vodka out of cabbages? That's my, that's my um, question for the week. And if anybody knows, I- please let us know. In the comments, you'd have to put via some message, sugar in it via email, via hate mail, via pigeon. I don't care. Let us know. Send it by pigeon. I'd be super impressed. Um, <laughs> I think the thing that you'd find lacking in fermenting cabbage would be 
Just don't expect the pigeon <laughs> back. It might be my dinner for that evening. Daniel will eat it. He'll make I, pie. I will. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think uh, with cabbage, you'd, you wouldn't have enough sugar in it to ferment into alcohol. You'd have to add more sugar, which begs the question, do you want cabbage-flavored alcohol? There's an audience for everything, as they say, Vass. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's tried it. Yeah. Uh, well, if I you mean, have- there's cucumber beer. So, if there's cucumber but beer, cucumber is- there's- But cucumber is- doesn't taste shit. Just saying. Yeah, but in terms of, like, wateriness, they're both- Mate. Pretty much green and watery. <laughs> True. But cucumber, you can make a good tzatziki out of cucumber. Just saying. That's a good point. That's, that's a good point. That's, that's, um, that's, that's Greek score points in there, you know? That's, that's, that's Greek brownie points right there. It is. It is. And given that I'm Greek, you've gone up in my standing. Thank you. That's what I try to do. Now, um, Vass, what do I give what's this? Your, what's my rating? I was going to say, what's your rating? I'm, my, I'm my, really interested to my, see. My rating is, I'm going to give it 4.2 anti-Karens out of five. Because um, yes, I um, I'm an I'm an anti-Karen, uh, so yeah, I, I it deserves four and a bit out of them. So yeah, good job, good job, the mighty Booch. Dang, uh, you've done that's well. Like, that's like that's like an eighty-four percent score. That um, that's yeah, that's, what that's really impressive. I, I give out, I give genuine praise where genuine praise is is due. You know, credit where credit is due. They done did done good. Now, um, speaking of juice, oh, I have some juice. <clears throat> and it's it's uh, ocean spray cranberry. I was using it to make cocktails on the weekend, and I had some left over, so I'm going to be reviewing that. Now, for those of you uh, who spoilers, remember- it's yum. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who remember my uh, chat with Prins from- Was it last- Yes, it was last week's uh, episode with Prins. You remember we had a good old chat about cranberry juice with her, and uh, we all concluded that the only reason why cranberry juice exists is for the use in mixers, as a mixer, particularly a mixer with vodka. Um, so, Vass, you, however, beg to differ, I see. I, uh, I've i had cranberry juice on its own for uh, some time. It's one of my favorites because it's not particularly sweet. Um, I mean, I'd be kidding myself if I said, oh, it's sugar-free or whatever. It's not. It, there's plenty of sugar in it. But the cranberry flavor is um, tart enough that as a juice, I don't find myself going like, oh, I can only have half a glass because it's just way too sweet. It's plenty more-ish. Um, goes down easy, particularly in summer. Uh, I was using it in Cosmopolitans, though. <laughs> so, I think I would still agree that its primary use <laughs> and the reason, that, the reason that it exists, the reason it made its way into my home this time in particular and the past few times was as a mixer in cocktails <laughs> that were made with vodka. There was, however, if you remember, I think it was around mid-2000s when cranberry juice was all the rage and it was considered the superfood of the future. It was like, if a glass of cranberry juice, you'll, you won't get cancer, you won't get, you know, heart disease, it'll, it'll save you from cholesterol, it'll, it'll, it'll bring the second coming of Jesus. Uh, it's, it's apparently was like the superfood of the day because it's like low sugar, high antioxidants. Remember when mm. antioxidants were like the thing, you know, drink a An- glass of red wine a day, you'll live forever. Antioxidants are really, really good for you. They are the best natural anti-aging thing that you can consume. The one thing that I have heard the most about from cranberry juice, though, for um, like health benefits, is that it is particularly good at helping prevent uh, urinary tract infections. There you go. And that's unverified medical tip of the week. Um, 
<laughs> Emphasis on the unverified. Let me give it a Google. <laughs> yeah, just as a disclaimer, uh, don't don't recommend don't do anything we recommend. Uh, you'll probably die. Vass, uh, um, how do you rate said cranberry juice? By the way, um, I mean, out of five, I, I would give it a solid three and a half. Fair enough. That's uh, fair. Now, uh, Vass, we should probably oh before we do. Uh, mention the last two songs, of course. Make sure you do follow uh, all of our social medias as well. Please, please, please like us on Facebook and uh, follow us and subscribe on our YouTube, uh, Spotify, if you're on Apple Music or iTunes, um, subscribe there and send us a review too. We need more reviews. And, of course, follow us on, I guess, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Of course, uh, you can always, always, always catch the latest episode immediately as it comes out. Um, every Thursday morning at australiamusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or Australia, or it is, I nearly got that wrong, shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. Now, Vas, go and check out, actually, this is a, you know, I encourage you all to do this. Please go and check out the website at australiamusiciansradio.com. I updated it in the last week or so to have like the uh, YouTube link directly embedded. And of course, as always, it's had the episodes, each episode embedded on there. And of course, the latest Spotify episode is embedded directly there as well. So it's probably the best place to go if you, um, to, to try and link it to wherever you get your podcasts because I've got now as well all the buttons to the main podcast players such as Spotify and iHeartRadio and, and Google Podcasts as well. So, please go and check them out and let me know what you think. Haven't you been a busy bee? I am zing around. Um, I'm trying to remember if, if the next song has been sent in by Beehive because that would be- Absolutely. That'd be pretty uh, sweet. That would be pretty- I don't know if it was, actually. I think one of the songs before was sent in by Beehive, so uh, cheers, Beehive, for being awesome, as always. No, uh, the next song, however, we should get straight onto this, because um, I always like to point out when the artists send in the music themselves, and when they send in absolutely top shit. Uh, this is no exception. Kaya Music, uh, she's been tuning in lockdown, so hi, Kaya. Thank you for being awesome. Uh, she's a local girl from uh, Melbourne, and she this is her debut single. It is called Introspection. Wow. Apparently, it's her response to, like, stage four lockdown and her, her, uh, her, her uh, what do you call it? I forget the correct word. It's her- um, uh, uh, Open letter or something like that? Uh, I guess so. Um, it's, it's sort of the, the um, her thoughts, I guess, on the, her- yeah, yeah. Yeah, reflections. That's the word I'm looking for. Her reflections on what's been happening with stage four. Um, In- you said debut. It's her debut. And That's a really impressive debut. Yes. And she's got some funk behind her too. She's got some real soul. So, mm, And the, the guitar, the, um, the real lo-fi guitar, mm. I don't know if it's a sample or a recording, but yeah, love, love, love that kind of vintage, um, almost like a sample of a record kind of sound. I knew this would be just right mixes up. just with her voice. I knew this would be right up your creek. Um, oh, man. I and- loved it. Yeah, but she is, um, apparently there's now a, a lyric and music video out as well, so please go and check that too, and go and check out her stuff, because I'm sure she's got heaps more coming, and I'm certainly excited to hear more. Now, how do you pronounce this next one, Daniel? How do I pronounce it? You want to get me to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I was looking at it, and I was like, I'm going to stuff this one for sure. There is a there is a tendency of a lot of artists these days to to borrow Japanese sounding words, and this is no exception. Hachiku, I think. Hachiku? I can't quite yeah. can't quite tell. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, they've come out with their new single, I'll Probably Be Asleep. 
um, which is- With a dope-ass music video. Which is, yeah. Which is usually the answer that my, my girlfriend gives me whenever I'm asking her what she's going to be doing at 3 p.m. Um, I'll so, probably be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. But- That checks out. I don't know. I, I did really like this one. This had probably the best- uh, best setup in terms of the tone it was trying to put because it was so and mm. in, in the best way possible I don't want to I don't want to think that this is this is um in any way looking at negatively but it was creepy like it had a real mm. tension behind it it was the droning yeah. guitars in the intro and the organs that were or keys that were there it was a sort of like that yeah there was a droney guitar track that sort of went through the whole thing and it was sort of not quite dissonant to the level of where it was grating, but it just sort yeah. of was just dissonant enough just to make you feel uncomfortable, but in a good way as possible, in, in the best way possible. Um, this one's out now via um, Milk Records, which are a brilliant Mel- local Melbourne um, label headed up by the n- none other than Melbourne sweetheart, um, Courtney Barnett. So, it's out now on her label um, and via remote control as well. But, yeah, it's- um, I, it's, a, not, it's a really, really cool song. Apparently, um, it's sort of a de- dealing with like the battle of the in- internal thoughts going on. Um, but I thought if you ever got to like if it was ever included, I thought it would really suit include as part of a soundtrack of a horror horror film. Yeah, or even um, like a, a Netflix original um, yes. TV series or something, something like that. Something uh, like Black Mirror-ish, or you know, yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. where like uh, like the main character transforms into like a, a beast. Like they're a werewolf or something, and it's like something that's against their will. Like they see the moon, and it would really work, I think, really well if that was like the the music that was playing over the transformation scene as they go to terrorize the local town or whatever. Yeah, or um, even like in a even like in a slow mo sequence of yeah. some kind. Um, yeah. I was trying to I was trying to dial in exactly what I thought it was um, in terms of genre because you know how I love doing that. And as I'm reading my notes and listening to what you said, I, I almost want to say it's like post grunge. It's because it's dreamy and rocky at the same yeah. time. It's and when I think about things that are laid post, back but rocky, definitely post rock. Like yeah, super cool. And the paper mache stuff in the video, the masks. Um, yeah, just dope. Yeah, really it's cool very, stuff. very much a 2020 track. This one, and for good reason. Absolute standout in terms of just um, the vision going into it and the, the just the uniqueness. So, yeah, Achiku, really good stuff. Congrats. Um, and, of course, to the other artists, thank you again for being awesome as well. Make sure you please go and check them all out. Uh, make sure you go and check out, of course, our other shows. Of course, check out AMR's socials as well. I didn't mention them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, give us a tweet. Tell us how much you hate us. Um, if you're going to send us a rant, please do via Twitter. It's the uh, It's the platform made for rants because you have to get to wrap it up real quick you have to you have to say exactly what you want to say in 160 <laughs> characters so the rants are rants are good because they get to the point and you don't waste any time on them am i right vas i like that if yeah if, you, if you're gonna rant about something um if you can't do it concisely yeah no one likes to read those facebook posts that are like 18 years long of someone being like i don't like this because of that but as soon as someone puts a little thing up that's like if you don't have to press see more people generally tend to read it so yeah. I feel like if you're gonna send complaints, yeah, send them that way and yes. try and make them like yeah. really sick burns. That's yeah, like. Zark Robot Muckerberg, take notes. <laughs> Zark Muckerberg, <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> thanks everyone for tuning in this week. I hope you have a safe and joyous and uh, slightly, slightly um, spicy. I was gonna say yes. I was gonna say antagonistic, but please, please don't. 
please don't get angry at yourselves. Yes, spicy weekend, as always, or spicy week. Um, here are the last two tracks for the evening. Hope you really enjoy them. It is Kaya with Introspect and Hichaku. Uh, H- I think I pronounced that three separate ways in this, this segment, so apologies. <laughs> but it's Hachiku. Hachiku, that's right. I'll probably be asleep. Vas, you absolute son of a bitch. Thank you for being awesome, as always. Oh, thank you for having me, as always. I will, uh, I will miss you till whenever I see you again, I'm sure. Or hear me again. I, I, can, I can use my imagination. Okay. I just need to hear your voice. Thank you. Thank you all for being epic. Uh, take care and stay safe and goodbye. Introspect and I reflecting on all the life I've lived till now. Sure, it's hard sometimes, but how could I pass this up? I need to ground. Counting my blessings, check what my mind's on Got the time to be alone We're alive, here in pieces where we belong Isolation ain't so bad Get get out of your head Close your eyes and take deep breaths Prepare for what's ahead Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR.
Australian Musicians Radio dot com. <laughs>